Hey, this is Catherine Tabor, Padme Amidala from Star Wars The Clone Wars, and I'm the next guest on Screen and Beyond talking about my new movie, Haven's End. Hope you guys check it out. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Hey, welcome back to another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is On Screen and Beyond, the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, on episode 528, is Catherine Tabor. You've heard her voice on Star Wars, The Clone Wars, and on Loud House, and she has a new movie out right now, and it's called Haven's End, and she stars in that one. So get ready for that. She's live in that one, not just her voice. So uh, Catherine's going to be coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond, so get ready for that. Right now, let's take a look at what's coming your way as far as Remake Madness. Up and try again. Remake Madness. It looks like Marvel is in the early stages of remaking the Fantastic Four movie. And three times companies have tried doing this back in 1994 and also in 2005 and in 2015. We'll see what they do with it this time. Disney is remaking Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers for Disney+. And the House of Mouse is also planning to reboot or remake, whatever you want to call it, Three Men and a Baby, which originally starred Ted Danson. This one will star Zac Efron and will come out in 2022. Next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Upcoming new movies, it looks like Chris Evans will voice Buzz Lightyear in the new Pixar animated film that will be releasing on June 7th, 2022. It will be the origin story of the character. And a new animated film from Disney called Encanto will be its 60th animated film, and it will debut on November 2021 on Disney Plus Premiere Access. And George Clooney's film, The Tender Bar, for Amazon, is looking at Ben Affleck to star in the film. It's listed as a coming-of-age story. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming your way as far as sequels. Sequel City, well, it looks like on May 6, 2022, that's the date for Thor, Love and Thunder. And Christian Bale is on board to play villain Gore, the God Butcher. And the next Ant-Man movie will be called Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. And no release date on that. Sister Act 3 is officially moving ahead with Whoopi Goldberg starring and Tyler Perry producing. It will debut on Disney+. And that's it for Sequel City. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD? 
TV on DVD, well, it looks like SpongeBob SquarePants, the complete 12th season, will hit DVD on January 12th. And on February 9th, Major League Baseball presents 2020 World Series Los Angeles Dodgers on Blu-ray and DVD. And Taxi, the complete series, dives onto DVD on January 26th. That's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen to Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? Movies on DVD, Arch Enemy arrives on DVD on February 2nd. The sci-fi film Sputnik lands on DVD on February 9th. And Margot Robbie in Dreamland comes to Blu-ray and DVD on January 19th. And that's it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time, Moana, Cars, and Princess and the Frog will all be getting spin-off series on Disney+. And It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia has been renewed for an 18th season on FX. And Handmaid's Tale has been renewed on Hulu for a fifth season. And as of March 26, 2021, Disney Plus will be increasing its subscription by a dollar. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we are going to be talking with Catherine Tabor about her new movie, Haven's End. It's a great film. Get to watch this one. And, of course, Catherine has is, is, done all kinds of voice stuff, too. She's uh, on the Star Wars, the Clone Wars, and on Loud House, and all kinds of stuff. Catherine Tabor, next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, we have as our guest an actress who has been in front of the camera and a voice you have heard on many animated shows including Star Wars, The Clone Wars, and The Loud House. She has a new movie out called Haven's End that you do not want to miss. It's Catherine Tabor. Catherine, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hi, thanks for having me. Now, Catherine, it, you must be thrilled that uh, this movie is coming out. Yeah, I, I am. Um, we had so much fun making it, and so I have such fond memories of the whole process that it's just great to have it come to fruition and have it be out for everyone else to see too now you you're you're here uh, in person as as far as uh, this movie you are you know you are there as opposed to your voice when with all the other work that you do it, do you find it a lot different being in front of the camera than you do when you're you know sitting in your jammies or something doing the voices for the different shows <laughs> Well, what's so funny is, so I actually started um, uh, just being a regular live-action on-camera actress. That's what I wanted to do. I didn't. I know everyone finds it hard to believe, but I didn't even really know what voiceover was. Like, it was just such a vague, you know, concept to me. Um, I have a lot of friends in voice who grew up just loving cartoons and always knew that they wanted to make funny voices and to be, you know, in cartoons. And that just wasn't anything that was really on my radar. Um, but I just got really lucky pretty early on and had a really great agent who um, got me the opportunity to read for the character of Padme in Star Wars. And I was a big Star Wars fan. Um, so really, um, a lot of my voice stuff just started with 
with Star Wars. The actual first one was a video game called Knights of the Old Republic, but um, when I worked on Clone Wars, that was sort of my, my big break in the voice world. And uh, so for me, I've always approached them really similarly. Um, and, I mean, people even will make fun of me because I will wear certain shoes for certain voiceover characters, and um, I've been known to put my hair in Leia buns if I'm doing a Princess <laughs> Leia. <laughs> um, now, I will say, with the state of the world and literally working from home, um, I am more likely to be in sweatpants, but still not pajamas. So um, <laughs> I'm still a little professional, so keeping it a little professional. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about Haven's Inn. I've always been attracted, and don't ask me why, I don't know if it's weird or not, but you know, to movies about Apocalyptic. I can't even say it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Apocalyptic. There yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> I've practiced. That's yeah. the only reason I can say it. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, so yeah. It, it's it's something that draws me, and uh, you know, this sounds like a, a a movie that people if that that are like that would love. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. Um, I'm really a fan of apocalyptic. Um, Film and literature, like Stephen King's The Stand, um, mm. is one of my just favorite stories ever. Um, and I love The Walking Dead. I just got to work on The Walking Dead World Beyond, and that was like a dream come true. So oh, that wow. was really exciting. Um, but, yeah, there's this idea of, you know, what happens when, you know, the expletive hits the fan. And, uh, and you know, and how do people behave, and how would you behave, and, you know... I play this funny game with friends of like, well, what are you going to contribute, you know, in the zombie apocalypse? Mm-hmm. So um, everyone needs to have a everyone needs to have a skill. By the way, just, yeah. just for everyone out there, figure out your skill. Um, <laughs> and you don't have to be a hunter. You don't have to be a killer. You could be the gardener. You could be the the one who you know takes care of the kids in the nursery or whatever. But um, it's just really interesting to think about what you know, what What would you do right, um, yeah. at the end of the world, as it were? Um, and so, yeah, I love that, and I loved this, I, I loved this script for that reason, and, and we had some consults from some people who really um, are, you know, kind of preppers and uh, helped make, sh- you know, make sure that we were as accurate as we could be on, on certain things as far as what they were doing um, and what they would need and, and all of that. But, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing because people, you know, I guess it's sort of like when, you're, when you drink alcohol. Like, at the end of the world, like, you're, you tend to show your true colors. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, give our listeners an idea of what happens in Haven's End. Well, my character, Allison, is a, um, an, a trauma doctor in the city of Atlanta. And basically, at the same time, um, cities all across the world are under some kind of attack. And no one's really sure what's happening. Um, that's one of the fascinating things about the script, too, is that you really don't know who or what is um, causing the trouble. And that keeps you guessing as to who's involved, um, making it, you know, I think even more intriguing. But um, Allison uh, and some friends, um, you know, do their best to get out of the city when it becomes clear that it's not safe. And they go to um, some land that has been in her family for a while um, that she has always felt it was a safe haven, hence the, uh, the name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then um, mayhem ensues because 
they think they're going somewhere safe, but they run into some other people that also had the same idea. And um, and then again, just personalities and uh, human human problems that that can get heightened in these kind of situations come out, and uh, you start to wonder who's a good guy and who's a bad guy. Yeah. Well, and I like the fact that you know you said Haven's End does not tell you what caused this and that reminds me you know that harkens back to uh night of the living dead i don't know if you've ever seen that but uh, yeah. <laughs> you know uh, yeah. you know they, they 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 sort of tell you but they don't go into it in too much detail and and you know it always it adds to it it's it's not just okay this is what did it and this is you know that type of thing. So, so it's, it's yeah. Our it's our cool. writer Michael, um, he contends that the answers are within the film. Um, but I, it's been interesting because we had a really great um, run at festivals and got to talk to a lot of um, audience members in those situations, and to have people at the end be like, "Well, I think this is what was really what happened," and I think this is what happened, and um, it's you know, it's interesting because people have their own perspective about what they just saw and i love that and you know it's funny that michael the writer again says says that the answers are in there because um you know he still keeps people guessing i think that's because he wants to write a sequel so we'll see uh, <laughs> <laughs> always leave a little bit for a sequel <laughs> so how did you get involved with the film itself our director chris etheridge um had directed uh, another feature called The Attack of the Morningside Monster, which was a pretty much more straight horror film. Um, and I had had a small part in that uh, because um, someone that I knew was one of the leads and had said uh, when they were casting one of the roles, oh, like, you should look at Catherine. And so um, they offered me the role, and I did that. It was a really quick um, in and out, though. Um, but I just, you know, became friends with Chris during that process, and we kind of knew that we wanted to work together again, and um, and then, you know, he, he approached the writer, Michael, um, with the idea of working on something, and Michael came back um, after sort of a, a pitch um, with the script, and uh, I was, I read it, and I was like, yeah, um, I'm in, so... <laughs> Um, and and uh, Chris, uh, the director, has just got um, he's got a, a real sort of foothold in the horror film world already, and just knows this genre so well. Um, and it was just really fun to see the team that he brought together. Uh, like, and we did it really quickly, and we're under a lot of time constraints and a lot of other constraints. And just again to have this director who knows what he's doing and pulls together a team that also is happy to be there and um, excited to be making something um, good and interesting and fun. It was just, like I said, it was a really good, it was a really good experience. So that's what, that's what makes it cool too. Yeah. How long a shoot was it and where did you film? Um, we filmed in several different locations in Georgia, um, in and outside of Atlanta and, um, and then more in a rural area as well. I couldn't tell you the exact shoot dates, which is terrible. I should be able to, um, but I'm just I'm just an actress. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was around it was under three weeks, so yeah, so it was um, fairly quick. It, yeah, it was very quick. Um, Chris would Chris would be able to tell you probably hour to minutes um, <laughs> that we shot, but uh, 
<laughs> so, so you were in Georgia. You, you, you were in Walking Dead area then. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yes, which is where I'm originally from, so that's what's exciting. Uh-huh. Um, but what's funny is when I worked on The Walking Dead, the new one, The World Beyond, I was like, oh, my gosh, so cool in Georgia, and it actually shot in Virginia. So, <laughs> Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Gee. So it, it's, you, you really are getting into the, uh, the, the world of, of everything going bad, you know, like it is now. <laughs> Which is funny because I tend to play um, characters who are good and light. And so it's interesting because it's, it's fun to play those kind of characters in the midst of darkness, to play a character who's, who's light. So I actually really enjoy that. Um, and it's, it's turning out to be a theme. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back with more of our guests right after this short break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So how was it uh, in the film? Were you doing any stunts that, that you had to do or anything? And, and I don't mean, you know, jumping off a 30-foot building or something like that. But, but in general, did you, did you do any of the, the things that you needed to do? Yeah, I did. And honestly, that was one of my favorite parts about the whole shoot, um, aside from my amazing casting crew. But um, I got to do a lot of stunts. And um, we, you know, I, I already work with firearms a little bit in my in my own life, but got to work with the firearms specialist and, and then do some fighting stunts, um, which is something I had never done before. And I really was excited about doing that. I would love to do more of that. Like, I would never be a stunt person. Um, I... Again, just on The Walking Dead, got to work with a stunt girl, uh, stunt, stunt woman, sorry, um, who, uh, who is amazing and, like, does all the, the serious stuff. But just to know how to, to choreograph fights or to have them choreographed for you um, and to try to perform them, um, it's so much fun. And I also think, you know, it helps with the realism of the film. The, the only thing that was really funny was the day that we had or the night that we had the biggest stunt scenes um it was one of the coldest on record in the georgia sort of mountainous area so doing stunts and falling on you know the pads and all that stuff when it's also freezing cold adds a whole other layer um but honestly i can't even complain because it was still so much fun it's it's (laughs) the glamour of hollywood right yes exactly Uh, so, uh, had you ever worked with any of the people who were, were in the film? Um, the person, the actor, uh, his name is Rob Pralgo, Robert Pralgo. He um, he plays Harry in our film, who, um, well, I'm not going to say anything else. He plays <laughs> Harry in our film. Um, and uh, I had worked with Rob before. He's He's the the person who had introduced me to Chris on Attack of the Morningside Monster. But everybody else was pretty much... Um, New and yet we became fast friends again. You know, everyone's like, "Oh, I loved my castmates," uh, and it's not always true. But this was absolutely true. In fact, um, Alex Zuko, who plays my brother in the film, we were texting today. So <laughs> it's it's all true. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so you mentioned that they left it open for a sequel, uh, or you think he, he sort of left it open yep. so he could do that. Would you do another one? Oh, yeah, I would love to, especially, again, because we had so much fun on this one. And, and I think because um, people are enjoying it that we would probably get a little bit um, uh, reprieve on having a little bit of an easier schedule in the future. <laughs> <laughs> So I would I would absolutely love to come back and do another one, and I I do think it's kind of left in a way that you you could do that, um, and it could be interesting. I'd like to see what happens to Allison, um, you know, and her friends, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What we don't what we don't see might might be fun to find out. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, is acting what you always wanted to do? Uh. That's a funny story because I the first thing I wanted to do was to um, be a princess, um, <laughs> for real. Uh, and then I found out that you kind of had to be born into it or you had to marry someone, and that all seemed like a lot of work. Well, you're Princess um, Leia at one point, so... <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. I'm Princess Leia and I'm Queen Amidala, so that's the funny thing is I, I have sort of achieved my dreams. Um <laughs> And I'm still single, so it's possible that I could, you know, marry a prince later. Um, I don't know. I don't know who that would be, but you know, the the options I guess are still open. Uh, <laughs> but but pretty much, yeah. From the time I think I was seven, um, after that, I just I, I wasn't even really sure what it was, but I just knew that I liked pretending and telling stories. Um, and so that's that's always been what it is. I like to be a part of telling stories. Hmm. How did you get the part in Star Wars? I was really new um, to voiceover, and um, and they were having auditions for this thing. I, I you know I didn't even know about it, but my I found out later that my agent um, had actually contacted the casting director, who you know I, I hadn't been on the list of being called in because no one knew who I was, and they were seeing a lot of not just voiceover; they were seeing a lot of on camera people too, and my agent. Um, my agent at the time, Sandy, who I will always be grateful for, called Andrea, the casting person, and said, you actually need to see this girl. She, she, she is Padme. Um, and so that's how I got the audition. And then later, it, it took a while to find out. And um, later, I've told this story a million times to Star Wars people who are probably like, yeah, 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 we know. But for anyone else who doesn't know, um, here's the story. Uh, so I'm just sitting around, you know, really, really hoping that I get the part, but not hearing anything. And I'm like wishing on pennies and praying. And and uh, uh, I, I end up getting um, a, a call from my agent. And she's like, hi, Padme. And I was like, no, do not mess around with me. But I later found out that the reason it took a long time was that for all of the other roles, they were going through callbacks, and they had decided to hire me um, wow. right off the bat. And um, our director, Dave Filoni, always or, or had told the story that it was when they heard me say Annie, um, which I added into my audition. Um, but so it was just the process took a long time, and it was like, oh no, we knew you were going to hire. We knew we were going to hire you. It was just we were working out all the other stuff. So um, hmm. you know, wow. you never know. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now, what about now? And you have a long list of Star Wars stuff that you've done. I mean, yeah. that's you know, you, yeah. you are now part of the Star Wars legacy. <laughs> there's there's yeah. no doubt about and that. And I'm thrilled to be a part of the Star Wars legacy. I, I love Star Wars. Yeah. Now, how about Loud House? How did you get involved with that? 
You know, it's, it's it, in a way, it's related to Star Wars um, because I think the first time that I met the creator, um, director, Chris Savino, was when I was at a Star Wars session just at one of the studios in town. Um, and then later, it was really just through an, uh, an, an audition, a, a call, they were seeing pretty much, you know, all of the women in voiceover. And um, they were kind of mixing and matching, and they had asked us to pick three of the sisters. Um, and we didn't have a lot of information. We just kind of got real short little biographies, and then you were supposed to, and, you know, kind of what their age was, and then you were supposed to pick three sisters. And um, and then you would go in and kind of do a quick audition, and that, then it just came about from that. And, uh, I yeah, I read, I read for Lola, Lola, um, Lenny and Lori, and um, and I ended up getting Lori, and I was really thrilled because she just she's a character that has such heart, and um, I love that about her. And the fans of the Loud House are, I mean, they are just you, Star Wars fans are strong, dedicated fans, but Loud House fans, I think, might even trump um, the. Uh, the, the Star Wars fans wow. with their dedication to the show. So it's a, it's a younger demographic, it tends to be, but um, it's just been a great experience. And again, a cast that I've become, you know, I feel so blessed to have worked with all of these amazing women. You don't get to do that very often. Yeah. Um, there's, not, there's not a lot of shows where you work with that many women, especially, and then they, they all get along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you, are you doing the voiceovers in... The uh, in a, a studio together, or do you do your separate voices? We were doing them all well, together. Yeah. We, <laughs> yeah, we used to have fun cast records, um, but now um, everything is pretty much. Well, I won't say everything, but most things. And and the loud house, we are we all we all are recording from our homes, which was an interesting learning curve because um, I already had a studio. But there's, you know, doing certain jobs out of your house, and then there's doing full-on, you know, Nickelodeon matching to sound records. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it feels like old hat, and um, our our engineer, Ryan, is so amazing and so helpful. Um, his job during this process, I think, has been, like, he's probably wanted to pull his hair out because it's been, like, herding cats, trying to get all these different people with all their different home setups all synced in and all together and you know um we were hard to deal with when we were actually just you know in the room because we're all talking but um but yeah it's been it's been interesting and it's you know in in some ways it's been freeing because it's nice to know that you can work from home my dog certainly appreciates it um but i do miss i do miss seeing people's faces yeah yeah i know yeah it's 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 too bad but uh, you know yeah. and, and loud house is i mean that is Nickelodeon's big show. I mean, it's like yes. I, when I think back, you know, uh, when my kids were growing up, you know, Rugrats was the big show, and now yep. this one is just and this and and, and their spinoff there, Casa was it Casa, Gra- Casa Grande? Casa Grande, yeah. Yes, which I also get to work on, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're still always wrestling the big yellow sponge because um, he's uh, a <laughs> SpongeBob is uh, SpongeBob is. Pretty iconic at Nickelodeon, yeah. but um, but I do think we're coming in uh, 
a nice, sometimes tie and sometimes strong first yeah. or second yeah. to, to the sponge. Well, <laughs> well Catherine, I know we're, we're, we're living on time, and uh, I just wanted to get the final question in here. Sure. Uh, when you sit back and relax, what are you watching on TV? What's your favorite TV shows now and of the past when you were growing up? And what are your favorite t- uh, movies now and of the past? Wow. Um, you know, it's interesting. They've changed. Uh, I used to love horror movies. Um, and, and again, I mentioned Stephen King. I used to love even reading horror Um I don't know why, but I'm less drawn to that right now, and I don't know if it's just the world is crazy. Um, but <laughs> um, and uh, I love um, I love sci-fi and fantasy. So my favorite films, you know, will still always be the original Star Wars trilogy um, and the prequels, um, and uh, and the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Yeah, yes. And the Lord of the Rings. Um, the Lord of the Rings is probably my number one, but I love classic movies like Gone with the Wind. Um, I grew up really loving Woody Allen movies and the, uh, the interplay between characters, which I just found fascinating. And that was something early on that I think even drew me into the idea of acting was those sort of different character studies that you would get in those films. Um, and as far as TV shows, like, it's crazy. I have a weird, you know, I don't watch very much TV, so, mm-hmm. uh, which is funny to say. But when I love a show, I love a show. And so in recent times, um, some of my favorites have been Vikings mm-hmm. um, on the History Channel. Yeah. Love that show. Um, and there was a show called uh, Fortitude that... Um, I can't even remember what network it was on, it, but it was a weird sci-fi. And then recently, I had started watching The Walking Dead World Beyond. Oh, and I, I love The Walking Dead as well, but I had started watching The Walking Dead World Beyond just because I was going to be on it. And I've really, really, really gotten into that show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and not, you know, not because of my own personal um, attachment to it, but I've just gotten to love the characters and the storyline. Um, and it was something, I think, fresh and unique. So that was... That was really cool. And I know we're going to end this call, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I didn't say <laughs> that. But, um, yeah. but well, yeah, that's that's it. I don't I don't watch a lot. I actually listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of audiobooks. Oh, yeah, yeah. What about when you were a kid growing up? What, what, what TV shows come to your mind there? Well, again, I was watching, I was sneaking and watching horror and um, Woody Allen movies that's when it, I yep. was, younger than I should have been doing that. Um, uh, and as far as, like, gosh, it's what's so weird. Like, I don't, there wasn't something that I really, really remembered. Like, there isn't a cartoon, which is funny, because, again, now I'm, I, I do work in cartoons, but that was yeah. never an intent. I, I used to watch, like, Woody Allen movies on, I think it was probably Lifetime or something. Hmm. Um, you were watching Scooby-Doo? <laughs> No, I really didn't. It's so funny. I know. It's, it's, I, I, I need a better answer. So. <laughs> no, no. It's, I mean, there's no better answer. I mean, it's, it's what you, you watch and what you did, and that's fine. Yeah. Yep. But, yep. Okay, Catherine, I cannot thank you enough, um, and uh, I really appreciate it. Everybody should be. No, first, I, this is one more thing, is where can they find Haven's Inn? 
Um, it's available. Uh, all of the sort of VOD um, things right now. You can you can watch it through Amazon. Again, Chris, our director is going to kill me because I don't have a better answer for this. Um, <laughs> you can get it all the places you would normally get something you can stream it uh, i think on amazon and you can actually get a physical copy should you want one um in stores like walmart and again on amazon and whatnot and i am terrible you see i am terrible at the uh the professional details i'm like (laughs) i'm just an actor i don't know any of the other stuff (laughs) no that's fine (laughs) well thank you so much Catherine. i I really appreciate it haven's end everybody should be checking that out and, and Catherine, thank you so much once again Thank you. It was lovely talking to you. What a great guest. I want to thank Catherine Tabor so much for joining us right here on On Screen and Beyond. And be sure to go out uh, in, uh, or look for, or I should say, I'm so used to saying <laughs> go out. You can't go out anymore. But uh, you, you, you can watch her movie, though, okay? And you can watch her movie called Haven's End. And it's a, it's a good film, so you want to check it out. Catherine Tabor is going to be in that, starring in it in person, her really, as opposed to when you hear her voice on Star Wars, The Clone Wars, and Loud House, and all those other things that she's done so uh, uh thank her a lot for joining us here and telling us all about her new film so be sure to check that out well we are getting closer closer to christmas so if you haven't done your shopping you better get going because uh, you don't want to be like me um and uh it's uh we have a very very special christmas guest coming our way in the next episode of on screen and beyond very shortly coming your way so be sure to be ready for that then we'll take a couple of weeks off because of the holidays and then we'll come back with more episodes of On Screen and Beyond. So uh, hope you're going to stick around and uh, tell a friend because uh, we want more people listening to On Screen and Beyond. Also, if you have a chance, uh, you know, as a little Christmas gift to me, I mean, I give you all these these interviews and everything, but you could do me a favor. You could turn around and put a review on iTunes because that uh, gets a lot of people listening. Uh, they sort of move it in the ranks and it let, they let people know and everything. And uh, or any wherever you're listening to on screen and beyond, just go ahead and leave a review. I'm sure they all have them. You know, there's so many different places where you can get it. But uh, if you do that, that'd be a big help to me. And uh, we'll ha- we have some other things coming our way into the new year, so I hope uh, we'll let you in on that, and we'll we'll hope that uh, you'll like those things. So um, that's it. That's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen. And beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.